Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Our spit is incredibly complex for a substance made of 99% water. It contains a genetic code that reveals the real you. And that DNA in your spit can also reveal meaningful insights about your health that could change everything. What would you do if you knew you were at a higher likelihood of developing a particular disease? Join 23 different iHeart podcast hosts as they explore their own health discoveries in the new season of Spit. Listen to Spit on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you know what? While you sneeze, can I fart? Yeah. But can I just keep I'll keep it under the pillow? That's face. That's face. What is face? <laughs> Sam is dipping. Oh God. Why? He went like. You, it was I like just wanted was to like get it out. Taking a shit. But you know when you know when it's it moves about in there in the bowel. It was like kicking the walls of my bowel. Like let me out. <laughs> let me out of here. When your belly's flipping. Yeah. It's all that diet food, love. <laughs> the gossip gaze. The Gossip Gaze. The Gossip Gaze. This week on the Gossip Gaze podcast, Billy has been piling on the pounds. Danny's telling us about the first day to be on our money. And we're hearing of the very special Soju from Drag Race and our favourite Lady Leisha. The Gossip I was going to let you start this week. So oh, I, always... I was sat here waiting. I'm just sat here like fucking Buddha waiting. Yeah. Wow. You, you've, got, um, you've got a um, very like Asian inspired outfit on. Well, yeah, it's like a mandala, isn't it? You know, yeah. the pattern. I went to Slim World again. Lost eight pounds. Well done. Yeah. Oh my God. So how much is that in total? Eight plus eight. What's stone that? And a half. Quick maths. <laughs> over, just a bit of over a stone and a half. But I don't feel like it's, I can see it yet. Right. But we're going to keep going. Yeah, keep powering through. What I do is I lose a good bit of weight and then I think, oh my God, I've lost a bit of weight, chat. I'm just going to have that Mars bar now. <laughs> and I'm just, I can't get out of that. Have so you I been to... doing that? No, I've not actually. I've been sticking to it. But it's been Joe's birthday. So we've eaten out quite a bit. So I've been trying to flexi sin. Ooh, flexi sin. Yeah, girl. Wow. You know what I mean? Like do some, eat eat some foods and then have less the next day and stuff like that. I'm right. trying to just be a bit I'm just trying to be a bit more healthier. I'm not particularly overly bothered about my body or my weight. Like I'm not like, oh So what are you doing it for? Me. Because I've got to that point where I'm like, okay, that back roll is growing in that corset, you know what I mean? That right. I need to only because I know if I don't I could just eat myself into oblivion. A blob. Right, yeah. I, could, I could eat myself into Danny a blob. the Blob. Do you know what I mean? Danny Blob. Do you know what I mean? Please welcome to the stage, Danny the blob. blob. Someone would just roll me out. You'd have to grease the stage up Sweet so I can slide on. Just Do you know what I mean? In a circle. Yeah. Like, what's his face? Violet, you're turning violet, violet? Yeah, yeah. Off, uh, Willy Wonka. Yeah. Um, wow. So it was Joe's birthday, so we've done that. Got him loads of nice little gifts for his birthday. He loves a treat. Mm. Uh, and he's going for it. He smells nice. I've noticed he's got some new scents. Yeah, Mare yeah. and Tonka. Oh, lovely. 
It's one of my favourites. Love that. Yeah. It's quite sexy, that. Sexy? Yeah. I buy him it. I bought him that and the shower gel. So then mm. everywhere smells of it. Yeah. Mm, I'd let you. I'd let your sister. Everywhere smells. <laughs> uh, brilliant week, though. Slim and World, someone said to me, which I thought was a bit of a backhanded compliment. What did they say? Um, she ran out and she said... Um, oh, so, so basically, long story short, someone was in the group talking about... I quit my job and I became a Slim and World representative. Right. And I run my own group now and no, 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 no. And I have quit the nine to five and all of this shit. So I was like, I'll have a form. I'll fill a form. I'm going to go to this what, little What, to event. be a representative? To run my own group. Oh, right. Okay. I'm not going to, I didn't think I'm going to do it. I'm obviously, I'm not going to do it. But I'm going to go along. Right. I find it fascinating. I find how it all works fascinating. Because I think on the, on the surface, it's... It is a good diet plan, but yeah. it is also a big business, and it does seem to be a little bit pyramidy scheme. Can I say that? Oh, does it really? Down a bit. I don't well, know. The, you know what I mean. It's the people at the top that are making all the money, and they get these. They get the reps to. You've got to put one thousand five hundred pound of your own money in first to open a group. Right. Then you've got to hire a space. So okay. there's a big output before you even get anyone turning up to your bloody. Oh, I didn't realise it would work like that. Yeah, so that she, does seem very pyramidy to me. Well, you know, but but it works for some people. Some people earn good money doing it. You've got to be good at the job to do it. At the illegal to be pyramid schemes. Disclaimer: it, it's not a pyramid scheme. Right. right. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's just get over that before before we get fucking sued by Slim and World. I know. I'm fat say. and Slim and World sued me. That's how fat I am. <laughs> anyway, so she runs out after the thing, and she was like, "Do you know, out of everyone in the group, yeah, I think you'd be brilliant." I think you'd be absolutely brilliant running your own group. You're confident. Was this Kelly from Next Door, by the way? She sounds exactly like No, her. she doesn't. <laughs> Kelly's more like that. Right, okay. Actually, thank you very much. Sorry. She's like, you're confident and you've got such a pretty face. Wow. That's what she said to me and I thought, and oh. you know what? I don't know why, but I instantly went to her. Well, yeah, I'd like to think I have, yeah. <laughs> How cocky is that? I didn't know what I was supposed to say. I usually like shy away from compliments, especially if I'm not in drag. Yeah. But she was like, and you've got such a pretty face. And I just went, well, yeah, I'd like to think I have. <laughs> she went, can I give you one of these forms for one of our next influencer meetings? I was like, I'll wow. see you there. Babe. Yeah. You'd be like that little Britain sketch. No. Do you know what I'd be like? <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be like, get a fucking grip, Sandra. The reason you put weight on this week is because you've had five cakes. Yeah, exactly like the They'll little Britain sketch. They all sit round and they're like, <laughs> well, the thing is, I don't really know why I've gained this week, but I did have one mm. slice of cake actually with coffee on Tuesday. And then I suppose on Wednesday night, I did have five Ferrero Rochers. And I'm thinking, Sandra, but. Do you know what I mean? A moment on the lips, honey. Yeah. <laughs> if you, you want to lose weight, you need to stop eating and move more. Yeah, everybody knows that. It's the generic just, rule. Just do it, innit? Yeah. I mean, I, I say just do it. You know what I mean? I can't wait to eat five for a rushes <laughs> and go on holiday next week and have prawn pill pill. Oh, the full lot. Anyway, tangent, tangent, tangent. That was me week in a nutshell. Go Speaking on. of Slimmy World and diets, I went out on Monday. Yeah. Brilliant night. I love a Leeds Monday night out. But they've got these, like, club photographers. Obviously, most clubs have them. But they are sneaky. They never get the best angles of you. And when you're pissed... If they're shady, if they don't like you, they can make you look shit. I Always be nice to a club photographer. (laughs) I learnt that early on in my career. Well, the photos came out of me. And I did... must have pissed that bitch off. I did look like Violet Beauregard. (laughs) Like, my belly was bulging. I'll send you the photo... Anyway, it sent me on. 
all right, I'm going to admit it now, I've not been going to the gym. I know at the start of this podcast, I was like, gym queen, gym this, gym that. I love the gym. Not... <laughs> Who's gym? I haven't seen him for months. <laughs> exactly. I've not been in like a month, but now I went back Sunday. I couldn't move last night when I was yeah. here. I was walking like I shot myself. Stayed at mine last night. I said, oh, nip that case up for me while I make our tea. I can't take that case up. It was... I thought you were joking. I couldn't lift it. I, could... I, I had to lean on the banister myself and hoist myself up. You need a stair lift. <laughs> After I've done leg day. Oh, uh-huh. Anyway, so I'm on a major diet now and I think I might go to Slummy World. Seriously? Oh, come to my group. The guy who runs it's gay and he's lovely. Oh, well, if he's gay, I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. You know what it's like. Keep it in the family. <laughs> <laughs> we might as well start a slimming podcast. <laughs> fat, gay, fat gay go slim. No, uh-huh. hang on. What would we call a, a slimming podcast for two girls? For two little career girls. <laughs> <laughs> for two girls. <laughs> Two chunky girls like us. <laughs> <laughs> Something major, major, major laser happened this week. For who? You. What? Croydon Pride. Oh my God, as if I forgot. You phoned me immediately afterwards and was like, guess what, guess what, guess what? Okay. It was. So I, I have a habit of stringing stories out, so you need to just give me a look if I'm, if I'm chatting shite. Okay. I did it last year, Croydon Pride, and mm. it was, everyone's like, Croydon Pride, Croydon, Croydon Pride, and, right. got, and I was like, no, no, it, it's nice. Yeah. Last year I did it, and it was just a really nice event. Everyone was lovely there. Yeah. Um, It's a proper staging area. It's like being backstage at Glastonbury. I saw the it, stage. I didn't see the backstage. But... It is, they look after you. Oh, good. As well. And yeah. from an artist's point of view, it's nice to turn up and they just chill, they look after you, this is your room, this is your stuff, here you go, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I know that sounds knobby, but when somewhere's like that, you can just focus on doing the best job possible. Rather than just worrying about other things. A lot of the times, you know, if I turn up, and I say quite a few Pride events, you turn up, they're running late, it's a bit unorganised, this is happening, that's happening, no one knows what's going on. It puts you uneasy. Yeah. It makes you feel uneasy and you've got to go on and perform and people don't know that out the front. Anyway, yeah. it's a fucking lovely Pride. And I was with Soju from Drag Race Season 11. Sist. Sist. Sister. Oh, I can't believe I forgot. Sister. Yeah. I called her the sacrificial lamb to her face. <laughs> she was off first but she was you know what she was absolutely lovely she was staying in the same hotel as us so joe gave her a lift yeah and we just got on really well swapped eats and she gave me a little interview for the part brilliant yeah she want to hear what she had to say of course bitches we are live at croydon pride honey babies can we shut that door yeah, my beautiful fiance Joe is with me today, and it's his birthday. So, Joe, before we introduce you, can you say happy birthday to my boyfriend? Sing it, Joe Thank you. What I actually said was, let's have a threesome. <gasps> oh my God, you do not. Does she know? Has she seen us on Grinder? Listen, I am with So, RuPaul's Drag Race sacrificial lamb should have been there longer than she fucking was but honey that's fine someone's gotta fucking do it someone's gotta do it and you did it yeah I think after Vanjie they kind of wanted the first one out to be kind of memorable and I think that's what they got you know I've gotta be honest with you Sojo them audience tonight was passionate I've performed you performed straight after me which was an honour by the way to be before you but um, how do you find the difference between USA and UK 
Well, in the U.S., I feel like you know your placement might hold a little you know value. You know, when it comes to like you know people's reaction towards you and stuff like that. But I feel like in the UK, it doesn't matter. Like they all love you equally, and I think that's what's so beautiful. Like today, when I performed, I didn't see any faces that were kind of like, kind of like, oh, why is she here? You know. Whereas in the US, they're so aware of you know RuPaul's Drag Race. Drag Race girls tour the US all the time, so they're so much more aware about like. What placement you are, and that they're a little bit more judgmental when it comes to that. Yeah, you know, I've got to be honest with you. I did a little show, Britain's Got Talent, and I was on there for one minute, right? Literally one minute. And the audiences are so supporting. The gay scene in the UK is so supportive and and nice and natural, honey. What I'm trying to say is, your reaction tonight was. Incredible. Yeah, thank you. No, I felt it. I felt and it. and you sang tonight, which I didn't expect from you, which I was fucking crazy when you sang. Oh. But tonight people went crazy for you. If you could say one thing about your experience of the yeah. UK, yeah. could you say that for our UK audience and let them know how you felt about that? Yeah, of course. I feel like the UK, whenever, whenever I come here, I actually been here before I got on Drag Race, and they just really have, you guys really have an appreciation for drag as an art form. And, you know, I appreciate all the love and support that you guys give me. And even on Twitter and social media, like all my love and my fans are from the UK. Most of them are. And you can see it on my algorithm, on my Instagram. So I am so thankful. And I want to be back here more often. I mean, obviously, it's a little bit hard because it's so far away from LA. But I do want to continue, you know, coming here and then showing, just performing for you guys because this is where I feel almost like my second home. Yeah. You know what, Sergio? I want to say queen to queen, thank you. Because I didn't know what to expect when I met you tonight. And when when I first met you, I was in the next dressing room along. And you were just so nice and and kind of demure. Mm -hmm. And kind of, (laughs) sometimes you meet drag race queens and they really believe that hype. They really do. They really do. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all, you know, gays that, you know, put on a lot of makeup and try to entertain. So I feel like, you know... I I personally felt that before Drag Race because I did YouTube too. So I worked with a lot of Drag Race girls and all the famous ones and all the really popular ones, very humble and very down to earth. And that's what I learned from Detox Alaska. You know, they were always so humble and willing to work with me. So that's what I kind of want to, you know, do as I as I keep moving. Forward. And can I just say thank you for coming to the UK and thank you for showing beautiful fucking Asian drag for what you are because you know what? We feel like we were robbed of, <laughs> of what you can show. As queens that are a bit on sometimes the outside of the edge, which I feel like you are, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you don't follow the norms, you don't follow the what you should be as a drag queen. Right. I just want to say thank you. Yeah, well, thank you so much for this opportunity to be on this podcast. I hope I can do it again when I come to the UK again. Honey, you don't know how much that means to us. Yeah. Uh, me and Billy are fucking fam tabulous fans of you. Uh, if you want to check out Soju, guys, Soju is available on all social media platforms at Shot with Soju. Just one shot with Soju. Just one shot, Just girl. One I'm from I'm from Liverpool, and I feel like we could do five. Well, the shot is basically like equivalent to a bottle, so we'll see. Guys, that was Soju Drag Race season eleven. And you know what, guys? What you didn't see tonight is she is a phenomenal performer and that crowd ate her up. I just sang my lungs out, sweated my head off up the fucking podium and this bitch came on, sang, lip-synced and looked incredible. Guys, give it up for Soju. Thank you. So that was that.
we were literally I just come off stage. Yeah. Um and went to see her in her dressing room. She was in the next dressing room to me as well. And as she was getting ready, you know when you get those like porter cabins? Yeah. So we were in porter cabins as dressing rooms, but mine and hers had a door between. And she had a better mirror in hers than mine, but I weren't kicking off. She's been on telly. And um, she had all the vodka and all the drink in there, so I burst in like, Bye, hello, love, looking for the drink. She was really nice. Oh, good. She was really sweet. And... You know, when you meet a lot of the famous drag race girls, they're all super lovely. When I've worked with Bianca, she's a bitch on stage, but so lovely to everyone that she meets. Yeah. And and so she was the same. She was more than happy when I told her about this podcast. She was like, oh my God, I'd love to be on it. How exciting. And that's just really nice for someone. She didn't have to do that. No. She didn't have to be that nice about it. They asked me to stay and host. Obviously not on the day. Do you want to stay and host? It was prearranged that I was going to stick around and host. Yeah. Um, And the headliner was Lady Leisha. I am fuming. Because you invited me to this Pride and I couldn't actually come. And I love Lady Leisha. She was amazing. (laughs) When I say amazing... More than just the performance, right? Yeah. She was incredible on stage. The crowd went sick. The crowd was at its busiest for her. Yeah. The crowd was the most attentive. Every person in that crowd really loved her. She had a massive, massive female following. A lot of lesbians out there, a lot of bi girls out there, a lot of trans girls at Croydon. Wow, fab. All living it up and just coming together. And I love that about Pride when people of all different sexualities and genders and colours and spectrums and all just come together and just enjoy the moment. Mm. And they're there. And, I, you know, I think the most political thing as a queer person is to be seen and to be heard. And we were seen and heard in Croydon on, this, on the weekend. Oh, good. Honestly. Lady Leisha was super nice. I've got to say this. She stayed an hour after her show an hour and got went out the front with security and got a picture with every single person that wanted a picture with her until the queue was gone that's nice of her she didn't have to do that yeah and not only that she wanted to chat on the pod brilliant so do you want to hear what she had to say i 100 percent want to hear what she had to say disclaimer yeah by this point in the night i'd had a few right right and we was in the back of a car Okay. <laughs> so, because it was the, it was so loud, it yeah. was the most quiet place we could go. Even the dressing rooms were right behind the stage. So I thought, let's go in the car. Yeah. And she was with her DJ who was driving her. And I think at a few moments he was like, are you done? Are you done? And right. she was like, I'm staying for as long as I need to, to stay to say what I've got to say. She gave me all the time in the world. Oh, that's, that's so amazing. So there's a few moments in it where you can hear like noise or yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's because their people wanted to hurry up and she was like, no, I'm going to talk about this. Oh, nice. And she, I want to say she's one of the nicest pe- people that I've met on this podcast through this podcast. Well, let's hear it. Here she is, ladies and gents and everybody else in between. It's Lady Leisha. I'm with Lady Leisha in the back of a car. Woo-hoo! Can I call you Leisha? Of course you can. That's my name. Baby. You have just smashed Croydon Pride. Thank you so much, man. Uh, I just want to say to you, um, on a private note, me and Billy of this podcast 
are massive fans of Lazy Leash. That's amazing to know, trust me. And you know, we found out about you through YouTube. Do you find a lot of fans find out you through that platform? What's the sitch with the fans? Yeah, definitely. All my supporters, mainly, well, 98.9% of them know me from YouTube alone because a lot of the tunes that I put on my YouTube are not even out. I love to release music all the time, you know, but sometimes it's really good to just release on YouTube because people love visuals and I'm all about my visuals, so. And then videos when you're in the road, I'm like, is she about to get mowed down by that car? And then bitches are creeping up behind you and you're just giving it vibes. Listen, what I've done, what I've actually done for myself and for the UK music scene is never been done before. Like, no one has ever done a one-take music video in a road, on a motorway, on a camel. <laughs> you know what I mean? All these little things that I've done and it's it's because I wanted, I wanted the Americans to just... Mainly, I wanted the Americans to look at us and just be like, "Rah, they're doing things that is unheard of." Like the fact that I threw something on the floor in Queens Beach Seven, so many Americans were like, "Oh my gosh, she littered on the floor!" Like that was a big thing. <laughs> even Queens Beach Four, when yeah. I'm throwing the toothbrushes, that was a huge thing. So even that, the the fact that Americans were just they they were just like Short onto to yeah, they were shot. They were like, "Oh my gosh, she's littering. How is she getting away with that? How is she jaywalking?" And that's why I think a majority at the time that it went viral because the Americans can I be honest though not a lot of rap artists do pride events right yeah it's true they don't and you know what I've seen you here today and I've seen the crowd reaction and they you they love you you've got you've got to be you've got to be modest that's the the acts the art that's the art of a a star but let me tell you the crowd's just eating you up do you know what I mean yeah they were here for you today I'm not going to lie, like, I was not expecting that many people to be out there. Like, I've never performed at Pride and Pride Fest before. I never even knew it existed. I'm from Birmingham, so mm-hmm. I just I just hear about London Pride and Black Pride. That's it. Um, and it was an amazing experience to be here and to see the reaction. That's when I get hype. When I see the crowd are hype and they're smiling and they're having a good time, that's what makes me hype and smile and have a good time, and it's just amazing. Can I ask, we, when I introduced you, I got asked to say, you know, you've, you've, you've come out as a pansexual. Yeah. Um, how does it make you feel identifying as pansexual to be able to bring your music to the LGBTQ plus crowd and allies yeah. on a day like today? It just, it means so much more. I mean, I've always just done music and I've never really spoken about my sexuality or anything, but the Queen's Speech situation, that was just like an alter ego of me. And their very first Queen's Speech, I actually say the lyrics, I kissed, I kissed a girl and I liked it ting. Take yeah, a girl yeah, yeah. and I wife it ting. And people didn't really, they didn't really, it kind of went over their head, that, that line. So they didn't really know if I liked girls or if I didn't like girls, you know what I mean? And then, obviously, as time went on, I was putting more into my music, letting people know, because I feel like as a, as a female, especially a black female, and especially out of London, it's very, very difficult to to come out or even even express in that way to, to, to let people know, hi, guys, I do like... The, I like everything and anything. I like the vibe, the energy of, of, of a person or, or an object. That is that is the person I am. Like, 
I'm not I'm not just into boys and girls. I've I've been attracted to transgender before. I've been, it's it's actually crazy. I've been attracted to to drag queens and that's what made me realize when I read an interview from um Kalani when she came out as pansexual. Yeah. That's when I actually understood what pansexual was. All this time I thought I was bisexual and I I'd always go with that term I'm bi and bi and bi. But then I went to the Cannes festival a couple years ago and it was like a whole pride um event and it was like drag queens there and I was really attracted to this one specific drag queen and I was like oh my gosh like what what do I like what's what do I say I am what's my role what's my title because it can't be by if I do you know what I mean so and then I fell across Kalani's interview where she came out as pansexual and she described what it was all about and then I started researching into it and I was like oh my gosh it just clicked to me it was like I am I have to be pansexual because it's not it's never a thing where I'm just attracted to the sex or the gender it's it's all all about the energy the connection and the vibe so I just knew that more fit me so yeah it was just it was just amazing to come out and and people to give me you know I was getting loads of messages from younger like 14 year olds yeah. saying yeah I'm I'm really shy I'm scared I'm I'm gay but nobody knows I'm in school and just just those little messages for me to reply to it just made me think wow like I did not know I had so many supporters that are feeling the same way as me like when I when I started doing music I always used to go on Twitter in like 2009, 2010 and just kind of test the waters. Like if I was lesbian, would you listen to my music? And no one would respond to those tweets. I remember searching lesbian and gay and stuff like that to see like how many times I've tried to let people know. And no, back then it was unheard of to be in grime and be black and be a female. It was unheard of to be like, yep, I'm gay and I'm proud, all of that stuff. You know what I mean? Followers of you will know, you know, you, you, you're very frank and open and honest about things and you know for an artist to turn around and say what you're saying although I don't identify on the same level as you pansexual as a gay man I think wow if I was 14 13 you know a kid and I was listening to this artist saying these things but then smashing out these tunes I would I'd just be inspired and honored so I just want to say thank you no worries, Honey. man. You, you see, for me, yeah, I've always just got on with my music and uh-huh. no one's ever... I'm I'm so personal, like, the, my upbringing, there's so much that has gone gone on in my life and I've never, ever expressed it. There's so many things that people are like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that you've gone through these things. And to me, like, I felt like this was at least one thing that I had to express. I felt like... I just felt a bit trapped. I felt like I don't want to be the only person in music that is hiding this. I'm not going to say it's hiding, and I'm not going to say that people had to know about my sexuality or what I'm into or anything, but for me, if I'm going to start rapping these lyrics and stuff, people need to understand where I'm coming from and and where it's actually coming from. I've always dropped little hints here and there, but I just felt like I needed... For me to live free and people to understand me... I always look to my supporters. Like everyone knows my Snapchat. I'm, it's like Lady Leisha unstripped on there. Like you get the hundred percent me. Like Instagram, I give a piece, and Twitter, I give a piece. But Snapchat, people see me at my lowest. People see me at my highest. And I just felt like something in me just made me feel like I had to tell my supporters that this is who I am. And 
you either like it or you lump it. And I, I, that's why I have to, I have to salute Lil Nas X because he just done it recently. He came out, and for him to have a huge song, one huge song that is not even in the the, the drama that we would expect him to come nah, from, and nah. then for him to just switch it up on us and then say, you know what, guys, I thought you would have realised that I am actually gay because look at the Here look at the, you know what I mean. Words. That's yeah, what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many things that us as artists we do we try to give you the meat we try to feed you like yes this is us some people will get it some people are just blind to it but I'm really I'm really happy about him coming out as well because he doesn't understand he's just helped another brand new generation come out beyond you know what I mean and I just think it's amazing people need to keep speaking speaking out and speaking about this and just to just to keep it going do you know what I mean we can't we can't have people being quiet some people are suffering some people in the grime scene are suffering I know a few people that have I know that they're gay or I know that they like both and they are not out yet and it's just because of the, the. Can I ask? Sorry, why do you think that is? Do you think that's because the pressure from fans? Do you yep, think that's the pressure. pressure from who? Who's that from? It's the it's the genre of music that we do. I feel like grime music. You would never associate that with gay music. What what people yeah. would consider gay uh-huh. music. Do you know what I mean? Or oh, he's gay. I'm not gonna mess with him anymore. Or oh, he's lesbian. I don't. Do you know what I mean? I feel like there needed to be somebody to break that mold. I don't know if I'm the first or if I'm one of the first, but I just all I knew is I needed to do it to set myself free. Can I say all I know from forget that I'm I am a fan, but forget that. But from what I've just witnessed tonight from someone who is, you know, I try and make a living out of this and you take it to the next level. Not only did you have respect from the audience tonight, people loved you and it didn't matter. Yeah. And I think from someone to come from your fields of music and like you know produce what you produce people need to recommend that more i'm not licking your ass but you know what hon you've just inspired so many people and i can't thank you enough personally i'm not just honestly i'm not just saying that honestly you should be fucking proud i'm i'm so proud i'm so happy like you just don't understand like this whole not knowing who I like or whatever, it, it, it was a struggle. Like, even going through school and stuff, I didn't really know. I've always been with guys, you know. I tried different things and whatever, and I just... I don't know. I just like what I like, and that has got nothing to do with my music. But I'm one of those people that I speak. I speak about things that I feel. So I've gone through anxiety. I've gone through depression. I've, I've, I've came out as pansexual. These are the th- all the things that a lot majority, in fact, all the artists in the grime scene, they don't speak on these things. And I think there needs to be at least one person that is going to break that barrier and, and just, up. yeah, exactly. And I'm going to be that person. I'm going to let young kids know it's okay to have anxiety. It's okay to be depressed. We can get through it. We can push through it. If I have to be the spokesperson, I'll be the spokesperson because I've been through it. I've lived it. And that's why I feel it when people come up to me saying, you got me through this, you got me through that. It brings tears to my eyes because I've just done music because I love doing music and I wanted to get my mum a house. That was my main goal. Now that I've done that, I feel like I've got more on my shoulders and and I want to help. It's not. It's nothing to do with music. It's more about helping people, people that are connected with music more than yeah. they're connected with their family, more than they're connected with their partner or their best friend. I want to be that person that they listen to and they feel. They feel the emotion. They hear what I'm saying. They feel it and they they take it to their grave. And I feel people felt that tonight. Even exactly. that, you know, even on songs like that's talking about other shit, people were just getting into it. Yeah, man. I mean, my whole set is mainly about energy and having. Yeah fun and stuff but when I actually do tours I do 
majority of my emotional songs as well, my the, the songs where I was in a low place and stuff, because it's not all fun and games, you know what I mean? You go through life and you have your ups and downs, and that's the time where I really strip down, I let people know how I'm, what I've been through and I stuff. I think as well, people relate to you in a way that, you know, it's quite British to take the piss out of ourselves and take the piss out of yeah. each other, yeah. and even though you're bringing this, like, next-level stuff, it's also, you're taking the piss, and people yeah. love that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Queen Speak series, that was just a bit of banter, honestly, like, I sat there... <laughs> I took a year out of um, music because I was in a really bad place and I felt like I couldn't do music without getting over the breakdown. So once I break, broke through, I thought of this idea and I thought, oh, wow, well, what can I call it? And I was going online, I, yeah. I fell across the Queen's speech. So, um, you know, the Queen, she'll do a thing every year about what's happened throughout the whole year. So I thought that would be amazing to use that concept, but in the funny way, in the mean way, and the viral way. it was empowering. As, as, exactly, a, as a queen crazy. of colour as well, that's empowering. Listen, I've done so much for myself, but but before myself, I've done so much for the culture. I've done so much for the UK grime scene, for the females, for the black girls that are coming outside of London that are trying to do music as well, and they feel like, oh, my accent is the thing that's throwing me off. Listen, if you're listening, don't worry about that. Trust me, everybody can break through, everyone. Every accent can make it. So many people out right now, especially from up north, big up Bugsy Malone, big up um, Aich, big up Mist, big up JK, big up Dex, all the people that are doing it from up north, we are finally shining and it's been a long time coming, but we're finally breaking through, so Listen, if you've it's got crazy. one message, one message for any fan listening, any person, maybe they don't know you, one person, one message, what is the message that Lady Leisha's putting out there? I'll just say, be true to yourself. Like, don't don't live for anyone else. That's, that's the reason why I don't follow anyone on Instagram. When you follow people, I'm not saying you don't have to follow people, but a lot of the people on Instagram are, they've been retouched up, their bodies are perfect, their faces are perfect, and that can subconsciously make you feel a type of way. So you know what you need to do? You just need to focus on you, love you, love the skin that you're in, because you're beautiful. Every single person in here is beautiful. Everyone, inside and out, everyone in this world. So just be true to yourself and don't watch everyone. It's really, really hard because we get sidetracked. Social media is a massive thing. But one thing I would just say is just stay true to yourself and do what makes you happy. Because honestly, when you get to the time where you're about to die that's when you're going to realize oh wow i didn't do this i didn't do that because of all the other people that were judging me i promise you do what is going to make your heart be free and you are going to live the best life that you can ever live and that's it lady Leisha, i can't thank you i'm going to give you a hug no right worries. now i cannot thank you enough for coming on this no, podcast this is you, a little man. passion project thank yeah, you yeah bring thank me you on again man i'm funny. down Review of the week. Woo! Review of the week. So you almost... Oh, wow. Wow. I don't know what I'm doing, go on. You almost read this one out last week, but I thought I'm going to give this person a shout out because they nearly got on, but then they didn't, but now they're on. So, addicted to your boys. Ooh. Boys spelt with a Z. They know wow, the handles. She knows the girl. <laughs> the girl knows. I can see it. It's Baz Spicer. Is it Baz Spicer? Or yeah, Spencer? Baz Spicer. So I've seen Danny on the scene for years and of course he's a real talent. Isn't that nice? But listening to the show has shown a real insight into his world. He's so funny and genuine and brutally honest. Billy is a superstar. He's hilarious and compliments Danny perfectly. Ooh, wow. Um, um, What a charming show. I literally have been howling in the car. Kiss. 
Oh, we got five stars there. Look at that. Wow. Now, if you are going to leave us a review in the next couple of days, couple of weeks, I want you to pop on where you're from, okay? If you're from Australia, that was really bad. <laughs> if you're from Scotland, I'm just trying to do the accents right, right now. Yeah, yeah. Listen here. If you put on where you're from, then we are going to read these reviews in your accent slash attempted accent yeah i want you to head on over to our apple podcasts forward slash the gossip gaze boom 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 shh and leave us a review okay girl the gossip gaze right it's your favorite bit of the show can you sing me the intro like sing me sing me a jingle and i'll pretend that we're on the radio and that we've just pressed it okay three two one it's the listeners the listeners' letters. The listeners. Oh the my listeners. God. Letters. That was. Was that not good? Bill, did you not enjoy that? Bill, it was. That was like the spit all over my spit guard. Now after that, that was, was like somebody asking your nan to rap. That was like the most painful white person rap I've ever heard. The listeners. The listeners' letter. The listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. We have one interview with Lady Leisha now. We think we're rapping stars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> eight of us. Um, go on, what's this week's listener's letter? So this listener's letter comes from Josh. Hi, Josh. So, hey, guys. I know you've already touched upon this in the podcast already. Self-confidence and just joining in, making new friends, etc. But since Danny went to the Bear Bash, I've been wanting to get more involved in the community and their events, particularly Collard. What would you say to somebody who wants to go experience the escaped headspace and just relax for a while? I'd constantly be paranoid that I wasn't going to fit in or I'd do something wrong, that I wouldn't look part by simply wearing the wrong thing. I appreciate you guys in the podcast and the structure and whatever way possible for this response would be appreciated. Keep up the amazing work, you fabulous humans. Kiss kiss, Josh. Where does he want to go, hon? Collard. 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 <laughs> Collard. Collard. It sounds like a school trip, doesn't it? That's Where are you going? We're said. going to Collard That's near Colomendi. Collard. 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 It's an event for pups. This is why I don't read them out. So what's he saying? He really wants to get into... He wants to go to Collard. Collard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. He really wants to go to Collard. Yeah. My instant advice would be find a social media platform, Facebook, whatever, whatever, where there's a group for this kind of thing, especially if anyone's got any other kinks or fetishes. Thing is, I know there's a Rubberman one. Yeah. And I'm not even into rubber, but I'm in that group. Really? <laughs> oh, the pictures you see. It's fantastic. Honestly. It's like really? a different world, honestly. Oh, it's amazing. Really? Really, I'll send you the link. Right. I think <laughs> I've seen it, actually. I've seen Sam in there. <laughs> with a pair of marigolds on and nothing else. Um, no, I think you should join a group and ease into it that way, chat with people, and then at least you're not rocking up on your own. What I think he's got is a bad case of pre-anxiety. Yeah. Of your mind saying what if 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 and the million and billion and trillion what ifs before you go and you know what you'll find after five minutes of being in there you're having the best time ever because it's something you've somewhere or something you've always wanted to go you feel really comfortable because you already you know identify with the people that are there or you know you have connections with the people that are there i think in this case it is a case of plucking the courage up 
of saying, I really want to go here. I'm going to do it. Have you ever gone anywhere that's like you really wanted to do but you were nervous? Like, I suppose the first time in drag, were you not nervous to go out and was like, am I wearing the right thing? Was you ever nervous, nervous? When I went out as Katie Halfprice. Right, I don't know the f- I don't know this story today. I went out as Katie half price. Right. Oh my god, I was less than half price. <laughs> you uh, was like in the whoop section. <laughs> I, was... <laughs> I was more like fucking Katie Oxfam. Right, you know okay, I mean? yeah. I was cheap. Right. Nasty. Nasty? Nasty. To people? No, looking. Oh, right, okay. I could have been nasty to people. like E.T. with a wig on. <laughs> right. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yes, I was nervous, but it's something I always wanted to do and I had friends that I did it with, which is the same advice that I've just given. Right. So I'm saying get on yourself on face- Facebook groups or, you know, even even um, recon, you know, those kind of hookup acts that are more aimed towards fetish gear. I've not heard of that one, no. Recon. Recon, no. Oh, you can get FF and everything on there. Oh, don't, please. Honest to God. Please, Our mums would be shook with the amount of armband tattoos that are on Recon. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Um, and make some like-minded friends online and go with them. That's my biggest advice for me, is go safety in numbers. For me, yeah. But also, for me, you must have dabbled. Dabbled in it prior but some people's dabbling is as far as their own bedroom that's what i mean yeah of course like when you used to dj you were a bedroom dj for six months before you went into clubs oh yeah everyone's of course. got to start somewhere with summit yeah so he's just now gotten to the point where he wants to do it but his anxieties and his his severe case of the what ifs is is let is taken but also you just need to remember like what is the worst that's going to happen everybody's been in that position before where it's their first time there you could even approach you could even approach someone um at the bar and speak to them and be like oh do you come here much and then they're gonna be like they're gonna respond with whatever and then you can be like oh no it's my first time and they might even take you under their wing yeah you don't know do you like say if you don't make any friends and you just still want to go there's all there's just that initial it's just the initial of walking into the venue and speaking to someone and i'm sure everybody in there is going to be lovely and they've been in that position before yeah, so they know and, exactly how you're feeling and actually just think dr pepper dr pepper dr pepper dr pepper what's the worst that can oh happen? right okay yeah <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah what is the worst that's gonna happen we're not in school no more you're in a place of where people are doing the same thing as you and like-minded people like-minded people yeah they're not gonna be like you get out <laughs> leave <laughs> yeah you know what i mean no. that doesn't happen no at the same time, I think be open. Don't be too sensitive to things. Mm-hmm. And just enjoy it. The biggest sense of satisfaction you're going to get is when you've finally gone and done it. I agree. Don't let the inner demons talk you out of doing anything you want to do, whether it's going to collard <laughs> or, do you know what I mean? Shady it's bitch. bloody leaving the house. Yeah. You know? Don't let your inner anxieties take control and ruin or dictate your behaviour. If you want to go to this place, you go to this place. I've got a little saying that I like to say that I heard when I was younger and it rings true to me. It is. It's the things that you don't do, you regret the most in life. So go to it and if you have a shit time, you will never regret not going, what if I never went, oh, I really wanted to go. You went, you tried it. You either loved it or you hated it. I think that's a perfect place to finish, girl, because that is the sentiment of what I'm trying to say. Brilliant. 
See you, Jack. At Collard. (laughs) (laughs) The Gossip Gaze. So, Bill, do you know who Alan Turing is? Going to be honest, not really. Right, well, in Sackville Park in Manchester, did you know that there's a statue of him? Not until you told me earlier on today. I well, didn't who did you think that man was? I, didn't, I just thought it was a statue. I don't know. <laughs> I never, I've Fair never enough. really thought about it. No, I don't know. Fair enough. Well, I would like to talk about Alan Turing today. And I felt very posh then. Yeah. Alan Turing today, darling. He's a scientist, okay? He unfortunately took his own life um, two years after being convicted for being a homosexual. Right. Now, his story's special because you can do loads of research and loads of talking on him, but I think he's an important LGBT uh, figure from our history that we should know about and should talk about because he basically helped to solve or to bring an end to World War II. And I saw a little fact online saying that the estimated if it wasn't for Alan Turing and... Um, the work that he did, the war could have gone at least another two years Wow! further and we don't know what the outcome would have been. Yeah. He began working at Bletchley Park, which was Britain's secret headquarters for code breaking during World War Two. Basically, the machine that he created or helped create could break codes and allowed code breakers to decipher up to 4,000 messages a day, secret messages that were passed. Yeah. His biggest achievement was he cracked the Enigma code, um, which was a mechanical device used by the German army to encode secure messages. And it proved nearly impossible to decrypt. Wow. Have you heard of the film The Imitation Game? I've heard it, not seen it. Right, you need yeah. to see it. I watched it ages ago. Uh, it's about it's about the Enigma Code. It's about Alan Turing. Ooh. Yeah, and it's about his life. So if you can't even be asked Googling, at least have a little watch of the imitation game. Okay. Uh, and then some years later, he was chemically castrated voluntarily. Rather than prison. Rather than prison. Wow. So at least he was out and alive. And then two years after that, we believe that he took his own life. Now, the reason I'm telling you about him today, there's loads of stuff online about Alan Turing. If you don't know who he is, please, please, please research it. He's brilliant. He's he's nicknamed the father of modern day science. Oh, um, wow. Daddy? <laughs> Daddy was, of science? I was at a awards ceremony once. I think it was an awards ceremony. I can't quite remember where it was, but somebody gave a little speech about Alan Turing and his legacy and they said has anyone got a mobile phone in the pocket and everyone put the hand up and he said everyone with the hand up who's got a mobile phone everyone put the hand up everyone with the mobile phone can you put your mobile phone in the air and everybody in the room had the mobile phone in the in the hand in the air and he said you have all got a little piece of Alan Turing in your pocket right now without this man we wouldn't have we wouldn't have what we've got today oh my god And I mean, the Queen's pardoned him. Gordon Brown, big chunky monkey. Yeah. I hate Gordon Brown. He knocks me sick to look at. But (laughs) he apologised, along with all the other men at the time that were persecuted. So anyway, brief history lesson. I want you to know who he is. I'm very passionate about it. And the reason I'm bringing you the news about him today is because he's going to feature on our new £50 banknotes. I love getting a 50 
I do, but it's going to be one of them awful plastic ones, isn't it? Right, yeah. You can't count that slip and slide all over the show. Basically, big long story short, it's been announced this week by Mark Carney, who is the Bank of England governor. Now, that's a posh job. Yeah. Um, They wanted an eminent British scientist, and he was chosen basically because of his role and also because of the history surrounding him. What I think is worth bearing in mind, this this decision, if you like, wasn't taken lightly. There's a massive, massive list of scientists on here. So many names that go above and beyond my head. But Stephen Hawkins... Was considered to be on the note. Was considered to be on the note. And wow. even Alan has trumped our Stephen. Ah. And they go on to praise Turing and we're going to see him on a £50 note. Well, if I ever get a 50 well that's true yeah yeah don't know the next time you're gonna see a 50 but it's gonna go into print in 2021 first gay man so he is the first gay man on a note that we know of first gay man to get an honor and be on a note the gossip gaze knock knock who's there mustache mustache who must ask you a question Go on, what's the question? Have you got your tickets for the Gossip Gays Live? <laughs> You're making me cringe. That is I need awful. a kid because that was the best dad joke I've ever heard in my life. Awful joke. But no, seriously, I must ask you a question. We've only got a couple of Gossip Gays Live tickets left. We're seven weeks away. Yeah. The buzz is like a dildo with fresh batteries in. Yeah. It's off the hook. Yep. So we are going to be live in Manchester City Centre on the 30th of August. Up north. You can see us doing this. Doing this, but in front of more you. clothes on. Yeah. I've not got many clothes on today. <laughs> a few twists and turns. Yeah. A few surprises. We haven't said this to anybody yet, but we are going to be taking listeners' letters submissions on the day as well. Yes. So... In if, the interval. If you're in the audience... We're going to be reading out some of their listeners' letters and yeah. answering their questions live in front of everybody. So if you've got tickets, get thinking of your listeners' letters, your dilemmas, your problems, your queries and your questions. God, that was good, wasn't it? Yeah, that was good. And it could be on Breakfast Radio. Get them all in, get thinking of them. And if you want to nab a ticket, there's the last few remaining. When I say the last few remaining, I'm saying... Less than ten. Like, I'm Less j- than five. I've got the thing up in front <laughs> of there's, there's two and a half tickets left. <laughs> head on over to all our socials all the information's on there with any updates and all of the admin including the price which is five pound plus a one pound booking fee which is quick maths cheap thank you very much the gossip gaze oh that's it we're done what a show we had lady leisha we had soju we had that guy on a banknote Alan Turing Alan Turing I'm going to make you watch the imitation game Right I fall asleep during films but that's fine Well I'm going to pin your eyes open Wow With the new £50 bank (laughs) (laughs) You know what I have to say What a lovely week it's been Pride events, gay people on banknotes. I've not heard any news stories about gays getting beaten up We've managed to fight off the straight fuckers for one more week i'm I'm actually not like that but i feel like i'm becoming like that oh no no you're not i'm not really i just i love everyone and we'll be back at the same time same place next week wherever you listen to us it could be the bath do you reckon if you're listening to us in the bath now 
tweet at us well at done. the gossip days spelt with a z make sure you Send follow us a picture of how clean the water is <laughs> yes um if you do want to catch us on any more socials it is the same handle so it's at the gossip days spelt with a z on facebook twitter instagram and only if fans you... coming soon yeah <laughs> 1000s of people listen to the gossip gaze every week and we can help deliver your brand message to a targeted audience so if you want to be part of the gossip gaze and connect with engaged audio listeners get in touch just email sales at audioalways.com and find out more about how podcast advertising and sponsorship could work for you that's sales at audioalways.com <laughs> 